You're listening to the Women in Western podcast hosted by Christina Miller and Cheyenne Draves, a lifestyle podcast where we discuss everything from faith to family, business and fitness with emphasis on the glam and grit of women in the Western lifestyle community. Grab a coffee and go for a walk or a drive. Let's chat and inspire each other to be the best version of ourselves. Hello, y'all. Happy Wednesday. We are so excited to be back with another episode of the Women in Western podcast. And like we like to do every week, we like to start out with what our highlight of the week was. So Cheyenne, why don't you go ahead and get us started with your highlight of the week? Hello, everyone. Yeah, happy Wednesday. I definitely had another great busy week. Christina, I feel like all you and I have been doing is traveling and having family in town and doing stuff. And this weekend was no different for my family. Uh, My brother came to visit. My mom's birthday was on Mother's Day. So she had a double whammy. So my brother, he's a um, sheriff deputy in Los Angeles County. And he usually has a really hard time traveling just because he's super busy with work. But this weekend he had off. So he decided to fly out and come spend time with the family. So he's been here and it's been really nice to spend time with my brother. And then I would say the biggest highlight I had was on Saturday, I had a mounted shooting clinic. So I said in my um, get to know me episode, not too long ago that I wanted to give mounted shooting a try. I have a lot of friends that do it out here in Northern Colorado. And I finally bit the bullet and took a a clinic and it was so fun. My roan horse did amazing with the gunfire and the balloons and all this stuff. Um, It is kind of an expensive startup though. So now begins the process of trying to convince my husband to spend um, roughly around three or 4,000 on new pistols and get a custom gun holster and stuff like that. Usually he has no problem buying any kind of guns, but this time it will be just for me. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe we can um, sell our yellow horse and and buy some startup for mounted shooting. But that was the highlight of my week. I had so much fun learning a new discipline and I can't wait to maybe do some competitions this summer and do stuff like that. Um, but that being said, Christina, how was your week? What are, what are the highlights of your week or the biggest highlight of your week? I love that. Um, I'm really excited to watch you do the mountain shooting. That looked like so much fun. Um, so my biggest highlight of the week was actually I was in Colorado. And like you said, we've been traveling and um, hanging out with family nonstop lately. So I was in Colorado last week and my highlight was just being able to see all of my um, friends and family that live there and kind of hang out. Um, if you've listened to my previous episode, that's actually where I lived before Texas. So it was just good to be kind of like back in familiar territory and hanging out, seeing the old things. So it was really fun to just kind of be up there for the week, but I am so happy to be home. Let me tell (laughs) you. So I know it was a little um, chilly for you in Colorado too. (laughs) because we did meet up and it's like what a hundred degrees in Texas right now like it's not cold yeah it was 101 yesterday and so it's just when I got there and it was like 70 something I was basically freezing my butt off so and I was like oh it'll be nice I'll just bring one sweatshirt and that was not the case so no it has not gotten super warm here yet in the mountains I think it is um gonna warm up to the 80s so much (laughs) so warm (laughs) sounds lovely (laughs) but 
Well, we are so excited for today's interview. We have a special guest on today, Hannah Campbell. And if you already follow her on follow her on the gram, um, she is known as Buffalo Jane on there. Um, but we're just really, really excited for y'all to hear her story. She has an incredible story. She has such an incredible story. I Just looking at Hannah's Instagram, I don't think you'd be able to guess half of the stuff that she shares about her life. And I don't think she's really shared a ton about her life on her Instagram until now. So we are so thankful that she was willing to share her story on our podcast. Guys, I cannot wait for you to listen to this. You're going to laugh, you're going to cry, and you're going to be shocked. So stay tuned. We're going to get into the episode right now. Well, welcome to the podcast, Hannah Campbell, known as Buffalo Jane on Instagram. Hannah, we are so excited to have you on this week's episode. We cannot wait to learn a little bit more about you and get right into your interview. So let's start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? That kind of stuff. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, As you said, I'm Hannah Campbell, um, Buffalo Jane on Instagram. I have owned and operated a cleaning company for the last 12 years. Um, It kind of started out in college as something that I was just going to do to pay my rent. And now I do it full time for 12 years. So here we are. So where did you go to college? That was 12 years ago. And then you just continue to do it since then? Yep. I started out in uh, Fort Collins. I originally started going to Front Range and then um, transferred over to CSU. So Yes. That's awesome. So what made you um, get started in the cleaning industry? Um, oh, funny story. I was working at Jack's Farm and Ranch in North Fort Collins, and I really wanted to climb Long's Peak on my, I think it was like my 19th birthday and or 18th birthday. And um, my brothers were flying in. We were all going to climb Long's Peak, and I asked for the day off. Um, for my manager and she told me I couldn't have it because it was a weekend day and so I told her that that was my last day (laughs) and um, went and climbed Long's Peak and it was so awesome and then uh, got back in the real life of not having a job really uh, sunk in and so I was kind of spinning and reeling and I was like what am I gonna do for work and I had cleaned houses with my sister um, in high school just like around like our neighbor, our neighborhood or whatever when we were high school age and not really our neighborhood, our like country road um, when we were high school age. And so I was like, I know how to clean houses. I'm going to put an ad on Craigslist and I'm going to get a couple houses and that's how I'm going to pay my rent. And I put an ad on Craigslist and the VP of Noosa Yogurt, which is like all over in stores now, called me. They were just a startup company at the time. And he needed a 24-7 cleaning staff. I told him to give me a week and went to the bank and opened a bank account. And the teller at the bank was awesome. She helped me, like, figure out how to get an LLC and all that. And then here I am now, 12 years later. Yeah, who would have known um, your manager not giving you the day off at Jax would end up (laughs) 12 years later with your own cleaning company? (laughs) That was probably the ballsiest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I'll never do that again. <laughs> right. And Noosa Yogurt is like such a big company. Like we've all seen it in stores. So I that's know. insane. Yeah. And obviously we don't clean for them anymore. They have their own in-house cleaning and stuff. But at the time they were just operating like on the little dairy up north of Port Collins. Like I have a couple little trailers and we clean those. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 
That's insane. And so that also kind of reminds me a lot of how Christina and I started, you know, like our businesses. We just kind of like went on Google and figured out how to do it and went to the bank and figured out how to do it. So I absolutely love that story about how you kind of got your start with that business. Me too. Um, So since we're all on here talking, let's, um, how did we meet each other? We kind of met at an event. If you want to share like your side of the story of how we all met, met each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I don't even know who originally or how I originally saw it on Instagram, but, um, I saw this women in Western event somewhere on Instagram for the first time. And I, I like looked at it and I noticed that it was like, 15 minutes from my house, which never happens. It's always in another state, in Texas, somewhere else. So I was like, heck yes, I have to go to this. Um, And I finagled one of my friends to come with me because I didn't want to show up alone. I didn't know anybody there. (laughs) And I walked in the door and you guys were like right right there. And um, you were both like tall like me. And I was just like, these girls, you were both dressed so great. I was like, oh, I hope these girls are so nice, <laughs> like timidly walking up to you guys. Um, and you, and then we just clicked right off the bat. And your lashes, you guys were there for dandy lashes. Um, your lashes are amazing. I tried them out the next day. I bought a pair that night, tried them out the next day. Um, and from there, we just kind of kind of clicked and became friends. So. Yeah, I love that. I remember when you walked in, that was one of the first things I noticed was like, oh my gosh, she's so tall and she looks so nice. <laughs> yeah. Christina and I were very thankful that you were so nice because when you walked in, we're like, this girl, she's got a killer outfit. She is just like owning this room and we're like, we want her to be our friend. <laughs> so we're so glad you came and talked to us. I was like, please be nice. Please be awesome because you guys are so beautiful and you're dressed so great. I just want you to be my friends. <laughs> well, we're so thankful to have you on the podcast now so you can tell us a little bit about your story. Um, we do want to get into kind of your Instagram following and how you got into freelance modeling and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we do want to start out with your background and where you're from. Where did you grow up? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up um, in a little town called Masonville, which is west of Loveland and Fort Collins area, kind of at the base of the Buckhorn Canyon. Um and my parents had a, like a small goat dairy operation there. We uh, had basically every single animal under the sun. Um, we grew up there 20 years ago. There used to be like a Mennonite Amish church in Loveland, Colorado. And my family was a part of that. Um, and so we grew up very like old, olden day kind of. Um, my family, we raised like a ton of our food. Um, we grew a ton of our food, like in our garden. We uh, had all the goats, so we did soaps and cheeses. And I just got to grow up kind of in a different era um, in a way that, like, I I learned how to do, like, all the things. Like, we canned for winter. We just all the old-fashioned things. We sewed all of our own clothes, um, or most of our own clothes, the ones that weren't, like, handed down from another family. Um and just things like that. So that's where I grew up. And that's kind of like a little bit about how, I mean, we didn't have TV or radio or anything. So we would spend our evenings like crocheting, sewing, tatting, baking, canning, doing whatever. Just pretty much if it happened in the 1800s, that's what we did. 
That's so crazy. But what incredible life skills that you have now. Because like I personally have no idea like how I would make butter or a loaf of bread without like buying it at the store. <laughs> so it's just awesome that you have all those really incredible skills. Yeah, it was, it was honestly, I love the way I grew up. I would never change it. It was, it was quite incredible. And looking at you today, I would not guess that about you. I mean, it's like insane when you told Christina and I that that's how you grew up in that kind of lifestyle. It blew my mind because if someone were to like look at you, like you always have full glam on, you always are dressed to the nines and like super cute, high fashion, Western style. And just knowing that that's how you grew up was just mind blowing to us. So that is insane. And I'd love to kind of hear how that upbringing, um, how that upbringing kind of shaped your current life. Like how did your upbringing doing that kind of shape you into what you do today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, my mom found out when I was 17 that she had breast cancer. Um, She just was developing lumps and eventually went to the doctor. um, And it kind of subsided for a little bit um, and came back about three months later as bone cancer. And um, six months after that, uh, my after it turned into bone cancer, my sister and I we're out. We milked 60 goats every morning and night. Um, so we were out milking goats in the morning and my dad called us in and we all called into bed with my mom and got to hold her while she um, passed away. And that was August 17th of 2009. And um, that life event really changed like everything, everything going forward in my life. Um, my mom was our school, like we were homeschooled. So my mom was our school teacher she was in every aspect of our life every single day. And so just learning how to live life without that, like, constant. I mean, by September 1st, we were enrolled in a school because my, our mom wasn't there to um, to teach us anymore. And um, so my sister and I were both in high school. And my, my little, it was just us three youngest ones that were in school still. My little brother was in middle school. And, um, yeah, September 1st, we went to school for the very first time in our entire lives. And we not only, like, went to school, but we went to school in, like, a head covering and a dress. (laughs) And let me tell you, when you, like, go to school as a senior and you're dressed like that, you are not popular. You are not popular at all. (laughs) And on top of just, like, grieving my mom and just the extreme life change. It was such an eye-opening experience. Um, my dad did, we kind of all left, um, as a family left kind of that strict of church. Um, and we started just going to a community like Christian church nearby. So that was a huge change. Um, just in like, we didn't have to wear head coverings anymore and things like that. And I went from only the the church I grew up with, they didn't have any musical instruments or anything. So most of my life, I had only heard like four part harmony, um, if I heard any music at all. And I mean, there were a couple times my sister and I would go, and I'll never forget. We used to watch these horses that were like down our county road for our neighbors when they would go on vacation, and they had an old um, radio in their barn, and they had a Kenny Chesney CD in there. And it would take us like three and a half hours to feed their two horses because 
my sister and I would like listen to the entire Kenny Chesney CD while we were there. But beyond that, like I'd never heard like music and stuff. And then our neighbor picked us up for school September 1st and her, her son listened to My Chemical Romance. And I had never heard drums like, um, okay, Kenny Chesney has drums, but like I'd never heard music like that in my entire life. And I like, that was a shock. Then we go to school and we're the, my sister and I are like the only two people in like a dress and head covering. And the, the culture shock was, was absolutely crazy. But, um, I ended up getting kicked out of my dad's house because I just was a very lost teenager. Um, and when we grew up, like they were just, it was very rule based and very strict. And, um, I, I was kind of a little rebel on that. And so I, I lived in a loft of a barn down our county road for a while. And then I ended up moving to Henderson, Nevada, to live with my oldest brother, um, which is like 30 minutes from the Strip, um, after I had graduated. And that was a another huge shock. Las Vegas, I think, is a shock for anybody, but <laughs> it was like, what in the heck for me? Um, and that's kind of where I learned how to, like, my sister-in-law um, kind of taught me how to, like, do makeup and dress, like, normal I I mean I I dressed at Goodwill my whole life like if I had gone dressed any in any other thing than like what I had made you know so I didn't even know where to buy freaking jeans and I'm six foot tall so let me tell you that was not a pretty sight like buying really short jeans at Goodwill and trying to look cool was was not the move um but I remember I would come down to go to work and she would take one look at me and be like go back upstairs and do your makeup um, and I would just resent her because I'm like, I'm late for work. You like just accept me the way I am. But um, she explained to me like, you know, like why we do that and like how it's professional and it's good to show up as your best, like at your profession, um, looking your best and that how that's respectful to other people. And after that, like I really I respect her and I'm so thankful um, that she helped me out in those areas because I didn't even know how to use a freaking curling iron. So, um, so she kind of helped me with uh, makeup and hair. And um, then after I just kind of went, I watched a ton of YouTube videos and it just became kind of an art form for me. And I love it so much. I think that the way it makes women feel like when I do their makeup, uh, they just feel beautiful and empowered and it enhances their natural beauty. And I, I just love that. We also love that because that's kind of like Dandy Lash's mission is just enhancing the natural features that women have and that makes them feel more confident about themselves. So we really love that um, value as well. So you started falling in love with makeup and watching YouTube. Uh, what kind of led into the um, like Instagram modeling, the freelance modeling and um what opened the doors of opportunity for that for you? Yeah, um, I have always loved uh, just putting together outfits. I think that I used to go to the Grizzly Rose here in Denver, Colorado, like every single Thursday. I never would drink, not because I love drinking, not because I even love dancing that much. I mean, I love line dancing, but it was mostly so that I could pick out an outfit to wear out somewhere and like I would be. I'd spend like all week picking it out and I'd have somewhere to wear it. And then the conversations in the girl's bathroom about like, Hey, I love your outfit. I love yours too. Like 
that was the main reason why I did like any event. And a ton of people think that I'm a huge like extrovert and I'm not <laughs> like I just like to go places so I have an outfit to wear um and so when COVID shut everything down I had all these clothes that I loved and all these boots that I just absolutely adored and they're just sitting in my closet because I couldn't go anywhere and um my sister-in-law had my youngest sister-in-law not the one from Las Vegas prior um but uh, my youngest sister-in-law had just gotten a camera and she was like, why don't we just go and take pictures? I, I really want to learn how to use this. And I was like, done. I get to pick out an outfit every week. I'm, I'm in. And so uh, we started taking pictures. And I had always wanted to. I had always followed like Marika and people on Instagram, like all the Western influencers. And I was always like, man, I wish I could be them. But I have such a hard time putting myself out there and I the unknowns were just too much for me um but once she started taking photos of me I started posting because it was COVID I had just wrecked my dirt bike and so I tore my MCL my ACL and my meniscus I couldn't do anything else so I was like why not you know what if people want to talk shit then it's cool because I literally can't leave the couch and I'm kind of miserable, so you can't get any worse. One of those like rock bottom things, you know? <laughs> so I started posting and a couple of brands like reached out to me um, to like brand rep for them and model for them. And it just grew from then. And I got way more positive feedback than negative. And so it wasn't actually that bad. And I'm so glad that I put myself out there because um, it's just kind of grown into what it is now. And now I'm very serious about it. That is so crazy to me that this stemmed from the COVID era of what most people, you know, had as their like dark time that stuff slowed down. Like this was a place of growth for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to focus on something that I like to do. And, and fashion is a big thing and getting out there. Like, Hannah, this story is insane. Your story is so crazy. And I'm so honored that you're willing to share it here with us. Um, but diving a little bit more into um, your how you got into Instagram, that kind of thing. Um, just how, I mean, this was two years ago that you said that you started doing this. How did that following grow and how fast was that? And kind of what are the pros and cons of having that big of a following on Instagram? Because right now you have close to 18,000 followers, which to me is insane. Like, I don't know what I would do with that much. So kind of what is life like having to keep that up on Instagram and, and that kind of thing? I have always... Uh, I'm probably the worst person to talk about about making Instagram a priority because I've always just done it kind of authentically. Like I'll post five days in a row and then not post for the next five days. And I am trying to get better about showing up um, now because I do realize that that's an important thing. Um, but I think the biggest thing in growth is just to be authentic because it really does show through the screen um, your authenticity. And um, posting, like, with a purpose. Don't just post, like, every single day because that's what you're supposed to. Post, like, good quality things with a purpose. And that goes, for me, that's gone so much further than um, doing all the algorithm hacks and posting 17 times a day and all the things that you're supposed to do. Um, but the pros are, the pros outweigh the cons so much. I have met people like you, too, um, through social media. I have 
um, met Marika, like just some of my biggest heroes, um, some of the most talented and amazing people and business owners that I would have never, ever, ever even known. I mean, you are in my backyard, Cheyenne, and I would have never even known. You know what I mean? Like we live so close together. Um, and I've always thought about the world being just such a giant, giant place. And social media, if used correctly, can really bring that like together and it can be just a great community of like-minded people. And um, I, I don't know, I feel so lucky with the people that I have been able to meet through social media. And um, just, I, I just recently worked with a leather company from Payton, Colorado. I've lived in Colorado my whole life. I didn't even know there was a town called Payton, Colorado. Just things like that. Like it just, I don't know. It really, the more that you are authentic, it shows to other people who are authentic and you realize like you're not alone and it's a lot smaller than like the world is a lot smaller than what you think. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people just like you out there. So it's great. Um, the cons of it are that you will get, you know, rumors started about you or, um, people will have an opinion about you. And I've just come to realize that people see things through the lens of their own experience and, um, and like judgments. And that has nothing to do with you. Um, and we, like, I do that to others as well. Like I see things through the lens of my own experience and circumstances and people do that too, and that's completely fine, and it has nothing to do with you. Um, and, you know, flies like shit and bees like honey. And a bee can't tell a fly that honey tastes better than shit. You know what I mean? Like, those are both just things. And so just realizing, like, hey, this is, this is you know, different for me. Like, I'm a bee. I like honey. And you may be like a fly and you, I mean, that's a bad analogy, but you know what I mean? Like we like our own things and it's, and that's okay. And that's why we're all different. Um, so, yeah. I absolutely love that outlook. And even that outlook of like the cons of having that following on Instagram, I feel like even if you aren't like dealing with it in that aspect of a following, just in life, that's such good advice of like the people you surround yourself with and the people that you let have an opinion about you. Yes. And I really loved your analogy because <laughs> it just breaks it down real simple. <laughs> um, so like with being a freelance model, what's it like working with brands? Um, kind of like, do they reach out to you initially? Uh, do you reach out to them? Is there contracts? Um, just kind of, I think a lot of people kind of wonder like how that works exactly. A lot of, um, so far for about the first year, um, I only worked with people who had reached out to me because I also did not know what I was doing. I didn't have a media package. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, so I would reach, I would work with uh, people that reached out to me. And a lot of times, like when you're first getting started, a lot of it is like brand repping things. So repping a brand for product exchange and stuff like that. And as you grow in your following and as you grow in your experience, it does become more monetized in, in some areas um, to where like you will get paid a modeling fee or something like that. Um, now that I am kind of honed in on my style and what I want to do and how I want to represent myself I do reach out to brands um, a lot of times via email um, 
that I want to work with that fit my style and I fit their style and it just looks like a good match. Um, and those ones, it's also like very important, like when you are reaching out to them, like have, have a goal and no, don't just cold email people actually like have a relationship with them or have bought something from them or something. Um, and yeah, have a goal in mind, tell them your plan, ask them if they're interested. And a lot of times they are, and they will, they will work with you. Um, so that is something that I've learned. I, um, have been so fortunate to know Marika and just some of the most amazing people who are so, so, so humble and kind and so talented. Um, I, I feel just so blessed to know them, but they have helped me a lot into understanding, um, Hey, like you need a media package. So I, I now have a media package, um, things like that. So if you are getting into it and you don't know things like that, reach out to somebody that you, um, follow that is, you know, further along, chances are that they will help you. There's the amount of mean girls is a lot less than the amount of amazing people. Um, and every one of my friends that I know, um, is so willing to help and I'm so willing to help reach out to me. I will help you, um, with any of those kind of questions, like as far as growth or how to make a media package, because it is, it's foreign to a ton of people. Um, and yes, contracts, even if it's your best friend in the world, Emily, Nicole, photo and I work all the time together. She's one of my closest friends and we have a contract with each other. It just keeps everybody accountable. Um, and a lot of times it really, really, really does save your butt if somebody is not doing business with integrity. Um, so everybody, everybody should always work with a contract. Um, I, I had one situation where I didn't and it bit me in the butt and it is just, it's just better, better to do it. So yes, always work with a contract. A media package is awesome. Knowing like how to price yourself and what you're worth um, is awesome. And I will answer any questions to anybody who is just wondering those things and doesn't know where to start. So hit me up on that if you need it. You are such a genuine person and you can totally tell that that's how you've been so successful with your, you know, following and your freelance model career is because you've been so genuine in that. And I love that you're sharing um, how you reached out to a mentor and that people need a mentor because that is really important when starting something new. I absolutely love that. But I had another question um, kind of just going a little bit back to your upbringing and kind of your transition out of how you were raised. And I know that you said that you switched churches. What does your faith look like today? after growing up um, a certain way and then, you know, changing churches late in life after a really traumatic event. Um, what does your faith look like today and your relationship with God? I, um, my faith has grown from head knowledge to heart knowledge through all of this stuff. Um, growing up, the there were a lot of rules and I think our parents and stuff really had conviction um, about a lot of those things. But the rules would get passed down through the generations without the conviction. And so growing up, I knew a lot of things, but I didn't know why. And I didn't have the conviction for myself on those things. And with my mom passing away, it really, really, really like shook 
shook my faith a ton. And it, I went to an older couple who, um, he had gone through seminary school and they were just very wise and um, very knowledgeable. And I would just be like, okay, this is what I grew up believing. Here's what the Bible says. Like, tell me, tell me like the, like why and how, and like, I, w- I just want to know. And so I would just go to their house with questions all the time. Like, hey, this is what I believe. Is it right? Is it wrong? And why? And we basically went through the entire Bible. And I re- I basically like reinvented my entire faith. And it, it was like in my heart this time instead of just some head knowledge. Um, and so to this day, like I'm a very strong Christian. Um, I... I have grown so much. I now see God through a loving way, more as like a dictator, I guess. Um, For an example, like I had a really hard time um, believing that God was good and just after my mom passed away. And I will never forget, somebody told me like, you know, when you go to college, your mom misses you so much and like she wants you to come back and visit like all the time and I'm like yeah and he's like that's or she's like that's what God is like like we come onto this earth for a reason and a purpose and when we're done with that like God loves us so much he doesn't want us to stay a day longer like he's like come home my daughter you know and um so my mom finished her work in 53 years and God loves her so much that he's like come home like come to paradise And that became something that, like, I aspire to, you know, like, I kind of want to finish my work in 53 years and not 101 years. And I don't know, it made me look at God so much differently. And it, it changed my viewpoint on like, why, why would God do this to me? It's like, no, God loves us all so much that like, when we're done here, he's like, come home. Like, I love you and I miss you. Like, come home. And, um, that was, I, that was like the huge, huge changing point in my faith and in just seeing God, like as a loving creator, um, obviously just like, but not somebody who ever, ever, ever wants something wrong for us. And even though it was hard for me, it was one of the best things that's happened in my life. Like, I learned so many things and I have done so many things that I, or cherished so many things that I probably would have taken for granted if I would have had my mom forever, you know? So it all happens for a reason and I struggled for damn near a decade. Um, But on the other side of it, like, God really does have an amazing plan. And if you can shift your mindset and your like heart to like finding that out and seeking that and not to become bitter like then you'll like you'll really grow and you'll see it and it it won't be anything negative and so I think that was like huge in huge in my face was just seeing God as like somebody that loved me and my mom and, and all of us like so much and just changing my viewpoint on that. Well, you have um, Christina and I both in tears, just like listening to your testimony and how that's changed. Um, I think this is such good advice for anyone that's experienced a loss in their life because it's so easy to 
become jaded by your, you know, jaded in your faith and think that it's God's fault. But that perspective is amazing. I absolutely love that. Me too. Sorry. Still wiping away the tears. Um, and just kind of transitioning into like, we, we've enjoyed this so much today and thank you so, so much for sharing your story. Um, just being real with everybody on here. And this is just something that we like to ask, um, everyone that comes onto the podcast, but, um, what's the biggest piece of advice that people can uh, take away from your story? I think that the biggest piece of advice that I would tell anybody is to be adaptable. Like humans, are so so adaptable and my story like I basically started from the 1800s and now I'm at 2022 um in just a short few years um and it's crazy like even I have situations right now where I'm like man this is gonna break me or that I'm not really comfortable with but just reminding myself like hey I am adaptable and I can find the good in this and I can adapt to the situation and make it the most that I can is probably the biggest thing um, because it is easy to to fight back against changes that we don't want or anything and just reminding ourselves like, hey, like we have a just God and we are adaptable creatures. And if we adapt to the situation, we can make it the best it is. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I strive for and probably my biggest success in like all the different changes is like just adapting to it and making the most of whatever the situation is. So inspirational. Hannah, this has been such an amazing interview. I cannot wait for all of our listeners to listen to your story and for all of your followers to listen to this story. I have learned so much from you and I know Christina has too. Um, To wrap up, where can people find you on socials if they want to keep up with your day to day? Yes, you can find me on Instagram under buffalojane underscore. I also just recently uh, bought a domain and I'm working on a website that will be buffalojaneandco.com. And um, I've thought about some really cool ways on how I can incorporate like my skill set and kind of the way I grew up into what I'm doing now. And that will be up on my website with a couple of other really cool projects shortly. So yeah, definitely check me out. Um, and if you do have any questions, if you are getting into the Western world or Western modeling or just freelance modeling at all, I am always, my DMs are always open. My email's open. I am 100% willing to help you out. Love that. And I can't wait to see the new website. I'm really excited for you. That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening today. Thank you, Hannah, so much for coming on here and sharing your story. Um, as always, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review on uh, Apple or Spotify and check us out next Wednesday. We'll have a new episode releasing. So we'll see y'all next week. See you guys next week. Bye.